doesn't matter where you place. Uh, if you want to try it out for a job, but you're not sure you, you'll end up getting it, who cares? Go and try it. If you get it, great. If you don't, ask why. Ask how. How can you become better? How you can improve? How can you go go forward? Yeah, you know. It's your boy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. I started out on the pavement Bet you thought I wouldn't make it Wondering why you ain't did it Cause you only work in that day shift Yeah, success is contagious We winners on regular basis A lot of y'all getting mad, huh? Like how we do it from the basement I ain't been getting no sleep uh. Lately I'm playing for keeps uh. Lately I'm out on these streets Been talking to God and welcome back to another episode of the potent podcast a podcast dedicated to all people motivating all of you listeners to go that one step further in your lives i'm your host takura and today i am joined by an exceptional guest we both studied at teesside uni which is actually where we met he is currently doing his phd at the university he's a chair of the postgraduate society he has an enormous passion for sports sciences which includes topics like sports psychology, uh, which he's included as well in his blog called Strength is uh, Strength is Never a Weakness. He's also a businessman and has been an Irish national coach for powerlifting. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to introduce you to Andrew. Andrew, thank you for joining. Welcome to the show. You're, you're right. Say, how are you? Good? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks. Yeah, good. Thank you for jumping on and also taking the time to join me here. No, it's fine, man. Absolutely. Yeah, man. It's, it's great to have you on the podcast. So, you know, we'll jump straight into it. And I'm pretty sure from that stellar intro I've, I've given you, you know, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're going to add. Hyped it up there. You hyped it up. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, man. So obviously, like to, to jump straight in, man, can you can you tell our listeners obviously a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you're currently doing and what you get up to in your free time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, I'm originally from Coleraine, Northern Ireland, uh, but I live and work in Middlesbrough now full time. As alluded to in the intro, I started my uh, higher education here at Teesside Uni. That was back in 2013. And I've been here ever since, both doing further education on top of uh, my uh, undergrad course, uh, which has led me now to full time work in the uh, area here. With that, um, sort of my sort of main interests are keeping fit, uh, going to gigs, concerts, whatnot. A lot of like traveling. Quite enjoy historical and religious sites just to go and see to more understand the history. Really into Warhammer forty k. Uh, always enjoy going to see different sports and athletes play, and enjoy just reading and re. Uh, doing research and experiments and learning, which obviously is, is is my main role doing my PhD currently. Awesome, man! Awesome, man! And that that that's a that's a stellar intro as well. You can see, guys, that Andrew is uh, is he is the ideal definition of work hard, play hard. He works hard <laughs> in his studies at work, and also finds the time to relax, um, unwind, and also you know have fun, go out and see sports live shows, music, all of that. So it's really exciting to hear, bro. Mm-hmm. It's about just getting the balance right. I mean, yeah. obviously with lockdown, as of many, like we've all had to adjust how we relax, how we work. I mean, I'm I'm still in the fortunate position where I can work from home. Um, 
but obviously I had to change up a bit um, in terms of like working in my room where I also sleep and I also relax like playing games or read. It's quite weird because you almost don't get away from the work. The work's always there. So I've been trying to like, go out and more like walks with a few friends. So every time, so one way of like catching up with friends you haven't seen in five, six months <laughs> just due to COVID and whatnot is I would just, just arrange them to, to go for a walk along the river, forest or park. So it kills two birds with, with, with a one stone. You're getting your, your, your um, physical exercise activity in but also you get to see a friend which is good too but with that it's been quite just my whole training as well as imagine a lot, quite a lot of people have so i always enjoyed like going going to the gym so but i didn't have a gym because obviously ever was close i've had to like make a home gym so i've got myself my own bike some more weights some more bands and stuff just to do something and obviously my training's changed completely like i'm more focused on health and being fitter focusing on just to move more instead of lifting more weight because i'm sitting down more because i'm working at, at home more so it's just trying to find that balance and adjust as life places its new demands and stresses on you yeah yeah i I agree bro i I think you know it's 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 interesting like if we go back to um obviously when all of this started happening how our lives changed and our our routines changed and flipped completely flipped yeah and Mm -hmm. and how like you obviously the 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 bedroom is obviously associated with sleeping and relaxing and now you've had to change it into a an office sort of and yeah so so like that had to just to jump in my uh my office is about six feet from 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 where i sleep so it, it definitely isn't like ideal you know everyone's like oh it's great you can work from home i'm like yeah but sometimes i just want to get out of the house and go somewhere else to work exactly exactly and <laughs> yeah and you found a perfect outlet for that you know with with obviously meeting up with with you with your friends and also like getting in some fitness and some exercising as well and i'm pretty sure you covered this as well in in your phd as well because i i remember like um so your your focus is on the sports science side the health and the well-being i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure this is what you've also included in your phd as well right yeah so the the research i'm currently doing um for my thesis here is looking at it from two questionnaires so one questionnaire is from uh stakeholders and um whose staff would be part of organizations or a stakeholder that's our term as a, as an organization institution group um national body council whatnot as anyone who would deliver, run, manage, or serve the public in terms of health, public health, drug and alcohol recovery, sports, sports science, physical activity, and education, in terms of anything under the umbrella of health. And I'm asking those staff opinions right from the frontline level staff up to managers, what they perceive and what their views and opinions are of their own organization and what they're doing within the Tees Valley area. Uh, so for those who don't know what the Tees Valley is, that's the, the, the region of Darlington, Middlesbrough, Hartlepool, Stockton on Tees and Redcar in Cleveland. Um, and also that's located in the northeast of England here in the UK. Now, with that, the other questionnaire is looking at the Tees Valley 
residents. So I'm asking the actual residents themselves what's their views and opinions, what's preventing them from being fitter and being more active in the actual area or within their own wards they they uh, live. So that way I can compare both professional and personal views. And then I can create a layer of themes, which a which themes match up, B, which themes are completely con contrasting see is there a difference in opinion by award is there a difference in opinion uh, by age by gender as well um is there some like stark uh, views on oh i can't exercise because of there's anti antisocial behavior in my area or is that there, there's no access to facilities is it due to lack of time money or is it due to obviously the most recent one which obviously i had to add in was it down to covid so and then from this here is hopefully to create new policy recommendations for the region so all the councils and organizations can act on to improve their own well-being and sports strategies to help out with local and national funding bids for the area and also to help improve the life expectancy and health of the residents in the area absolutely but I, I i find that research really really important and very very interesting how you know, you're looking into that and obviously from an organizational perspective and from a personal perspective, because obviously like uh, people like myself, obviously we are the residents of this area, you know, you, you, you're engaging with us and also you're, you're finding out where uh, the differences are. So it, I'm really looking forward to like the results uh, when you when you get a chance to publish mm-hmm. them. I, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be for a while because obviously you need to go over and analyze and yeah, go on, go on. Of course, yeah, yeah. So we're only into day two of collecting data, and I think we've we're at eighty three or eighty four uh, participants, which is good going. Uh, it's just about keeping that mo mo uh, momentum and just like trying to get as many people as 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 we possibly can. Because the more people we get, it just ensures that a lot of views are represented and covered from different, obviously, ages, genders, cultural background socioeconomic backgrounds and including all hopefully you want to get all the wards in the the Tees valley area included as well but it was interesting because the the working title for my thesis is investigating the sedentary lifestyles of the Tees valley and obviously during lockdown i find myself becoming more sedentary because a like I couldn't really work, wasn't going well at home just because I didn't like working at home and I couldn't go to a gym. And I'm a guy who would train, you know, five to seven times a week pre-lockdown, this was. And I had a really good routine, nailed down goals and everything. So I'm like, right, I I don't want to become sedentary. That's why I looked at doing more walks, getting on the the, the bike and everything. So in one sense, the work gave me my own, like a wake up call to be more active as well. Yeah, so if it was more just like like uh, when obviously being so active to to like not being active, and then almost just sort of clicked like rereading my title of of my work, and I was like, I don't want to be come part of the sedentary population within the Tees Valley. I want to be more active, but at the same time, I developed like a little bit of. Uh, empathy and a deeper understanding as to how and why someone could become um uh, what's the word it would be to be disconnected from being more active and like how barriers can easily form and to prevent you from being active as such as like uh almost a lack of access uh boredom or 
like they obviously with the COVID pandemic, you almost don't want to go outside and do work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And 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 I think as well, like because of obviously there's there's that fear, and I think also like it's it's put it's it's put a lot of us in in a limbo where we're not really sure what to do with ourselves as well. You know, especially if you're somebody who is so used to going outside. And then all of a sudden, you're now being asked to stay in a lot more. You know, it's it's now you've now had to go back into a form of discovery essay, like finding a a, a new way of, of of working with the with the conditions you're under. Mm-hmm, yeah. So you know, we'll move on. We'll move on from that, and obviously, like uh, building into your passion, because I know uh, sports science and fitness is one of your passions, and obviously, talk. Uh, I'd like obviously to also you for you to tell uh, myself and the listeners, you know. A lot more about that and 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 any and any other passions that you have and what you love most about those those passions as well. All right, uh, sure. So in terms of like the the business stuff, so I used to run a online business a few years ago called RSC, British Strength and Conditioning, and that essentially was to create just an online training platform, which I used through social media mainly through the platform of facebook and i have my own website with that and now i think i was sub around about i want to say 2015 about then i did it for a couple of years one just to give myself some more experience to obviously increase my uh, number of clients i had and that was very much looking at training clients all around the uk and ireland and a range of sports tied in with my sports science undergrad and my master's very well end up coaching a few athletes to international level and teams or being trialed for for their own national teams too as well as just a range of clients who just wanted to either lose weight or become stronger fair or just uh, get themselves into a better lifestyle uh in terms of like starting like the business like we go really going into that is the first time i've ever done one um it was very much just the way I viewed it was was like trying to think, right, if I was managing myself in the job at the gym, which which I had, uh, and I just said, how can I put this then to be online to offer the same services? And I was very much just trying to operate it in that sense, um, ensuring there was like targeted advertising within certain area, make sure I had a good social media content, obviously demonstrating exercises put into bed some uh, some exercise myths that's where the likes of my blog strengths is, strength is never's weakness came in very handy because i helped to generate the content and i just kept sharing that out any sort of videos i do with clients it was very much to teach them i wasn't uh, lecturing at them or talking at them as talking with them making sure they're part of the conversation making sure they understand what they were doing it wasn't just for the sake of lifting a object or pushing an object or getting tired it was so that they could enjoy pain-free movements and actually see a lifestyle and behavioral change it was to ensure that they would increase their confidence improve their actual mood and to actually teach them right this is how you do it with good form so you don't get injured and so they understand the recovery process and they understand you know to uh, elicit a physical change it takes time when you're training it's a marathon it's not a sprint especially for you want to change your body 
position or if you're training for a long-term goal such as being able to run a marathon or a 10k race or to, to put on some more lean muscle mass it's not something that's done overnight and i think we do live in a generation where people expect things instantly but that's because we are blessed with uh, instant messenger text messages uh, everyone has a phone everyone can order things online from amazon it can arrive tomorrow we take medicines that work instantly so i think obviously it's quite natural for people to assume oh if if i go in the gym and do this and this i'll get fit and strong which is it's complete opposite it takes time oh yeah you'd finished oh sorry <laughs> yep mm-hmm Oh. Yeah, you know, it's just all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just just adding in case you want to add to, add something in there. Oh, right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, I I need to be like uh, more sharper with with when you finish. But yeah, yeah, no, I I agree because I I think the first the first policy like that that experience of you starting a business has given you the exposure into how you know how how setting up a business is like the elements that go into it. Uh, obviously, the client base. The, the 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 operations of the business how you're going to reach clients and all that stuff and obviously you've got that exposure as well which has obviously helped you and you've interlinked your blog into that where you've obviously you're working with 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 coaches with with people who want to get better um in the gym mm-hmm. you know and and I, I like how you said you're not talking at them you're talking with them because you know it's everyone's everyone's journey in the gym as well as as well as outside of the gym it's 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 quite personalized it's quite unique so understanding that person, it is yeah it's understanding that person's requirements obviously it takes a bit of time it takes a bit of patience uh, observation and also a lot of material that they have to uh go through and understand because you know how it's when you go to the gym you need to understand your body better than the person who's training you as well so and then communicate that across to the trainer so it's really really important you've managed to build that bridge with them as well on that um and and onto and and like in addition when you said uh, the generation we live in now if you expect there's an expectation to get things very very quickly because of how rapid technology is and how how efficient like services like amazon are and i think the mistake we make is we assume that it's going to be the same with uh bodybuilding uh fitness or anything like that it's it's not a process where in two three sessions you know i'm the strongest man in the world no it's it's going to take a lot of time and it's it's an element of having that patience to you know build a strong a solid foundation first and then build from that yes and yeah yeah and it's like and it's just all about you know um for example like when some people would say for them going to the gym is very much they see it as like this a humongous um, mountain they have to climb because it, it goes against everything they they have ever done in terms of like being either uh, being very accountable of their own of their own actions of what they have how they train what they eat do they get in enough sleep what well, whatnot and it's about you know changing that and then once people get in a good routine you know if they're if they're very consistent with their gym work and they're what they're eating and they're sleeping that then will spill over in a positive sense towards their work their relationships with friends family peers spouses kids and everything and you and you'll see everything has such a positive knock on effect because they can see that when you whenever you're in the gym you're almost like breaking your body down to build it 
back up and by building back up you become more confident you're happier you feel good you look better because obviously how the body composition would, would then change and obviously your your goals increase and your goals get bigger and harder because you keep on beating them so it's it's a great journey for for anyone and obviously i applaud anyone who starts their own fitness journey because taking that first step is is very hard and whenever you see someone who who's in the gym trying their best it's great to see and i and for anyone who sees anyone know who's putting in the work regardless of what shape size and goal there is just just nod at them smile i know and that just acknowledgement means that you know, it goes like i know what i know what you're doing i know what you're trying to do and keep going yeah yeah exa- exactly exactly isn't it is it is exactly that so it's you know i guess as well like it's it it's it, it's a process where you have to build and it's 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 not obviously it's not instant um you have to obviously get yourself comfortable condition yourself and then obviously start working and then building upon that so you know that that's really really important um obviously build, building on from that i can i can really really see you know from from what you said that your your work ethic is you know next is next level you know it's on andrew level man it's up there it's really really good and I, <laughs> i'm a big admirer of that so you know i i really want to find out you know who you know who who your inspirations are right uh and 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 have made a positive impact on you so it's, it's a good question no one no one's actually asked me that before um i would say terms of positive impact on my work ethic and goal focus probably be my parents i would say definitely um just so always teach me from a young age to be accountable be honest just work hard as long as you do your best no one can ever say anything else you know it's always like you always put yourself first in that regard and as long as you try and say at the very end of that being an exam that'd be a sports event whatnot you can always know yourself that i did everything i could so i've always taken that from from them both um i would say just in terms of like other stuff i say it's a lot of times the people who you surround yourself with I mean, I'll give, I'll give a very simple example of this. In my undergrad in applied sports science, the five people who I study with the most, we all end up getting firsts. And with that there, it was just because we all kept each other accountable. We all wanted to push each other and we all wanted to work hard. Um, I would say other things has probably helped me is I always look for people who are older than me just for like advice that doesn't mean that can be someone who's just a year older like someone who's 10 20 years older as well just always ask them i'd say like okay how and why are you doing this is there a reason what's your thoughts on this because then again you can learn of people who've just been around longer they they've they've seen people more they understand how people behave better and they just got more life experiences and there's nothing wrong with with asking for for other people's views on on that um and i'd say probably the last one is that i just like to surround myself with people who work hard no i just can't deal with people who are just lazy and i don't mean lazy i don't mean lazy in the sense that oh 
people of the weekend just want to play a bit of Xbox and don't do anything all day. Like, I understand that here. I love Xbox. I love COD, like playing Warzone with my friends and stuff. Like, it's great. But I mean, people who just have no drive, people who have no ambition to, like, you know, to work hard. Cause like I, cause for me it's like I want to keep going till I, I for me like my my, my long term goal would be to become like a professor or a dean of a school, and just pump out loads of research, have my own select level of have my own PhD students, have my own department. Cause I I, I don't see why I, I couldn't, you know it's it's just about you know hitting objectives and time and and you're in it for the long term. I mean, people always have this innate pressure that they have to get everything done in their twenties, which is which is just crap. You know, we're going to be living to where, like, the life expectancy in this country now for men is like seventy nine, I believe seventy eight, seventy nine, on average, and for uh, women it's like eighty two or eighty three. And obviously, for us, that's probably going to again change in the next twenty to thirty years to probably go up into the mid eighties, hopefully towards the nineties as, as an average. And if you're already fit and active you're going to be hitting the 80s and 90s maybe even the 100 the century mark so i don't see as like just because you don't have the job you want yet doesn't mean you won't get it you'll just keep you'll end up getting it in time and if that means i have to do a few more years of learning at uni or school that's fine because i'm going to be working for 30 40 years anyway so i may as well enjoy it and i may as well get the job i want want to do instead of just worrying about oh i have to get this job before i'm 25 or 30 so and then and that's why i want to hire people who are ambitious who have goals and stuff but yeah sorry for the, the rant there yeah that, that was just a bit of a rant there <laughs> no that's perfectly fine bro and i and, and, and i agree with you because it's it's it, it, you know obviously first firstly obviously shout out to your to, 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 to your parents obviously for for being um, a positive inspiration to you and obviously helping you develop that drive and obviously that that hunger and desire to obviously work hard um reward yourself and obviously achieve great things and obviously surrounding yourself with you know the right the right people obviously it does influence you know your actions and behaviors and your work ethic as well and i agree with you that on that point where you say you know i don't know where people feel the societal pressures to get certain things achieved by a certain age by you know so it's it's one of those where you know if, if if people take a look at themselves see what they want to do and then obviously set out a plan on how they want to get there obviously the road is not going to be a straight line you have to anticipate um challenges and, and twists and turns as they come but you know not to put yourself under a lot of pressure to you know for instance um have a have have a have have a, a, a job where you're earning 50k by like uh you know a certain age you know early like late 20s or something like that you know it's i think it's it 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 really puts a lot of strain and incorporates a lot of stress which you don't really need um especially at this stage you know young ambitious wanting to learn and obviously you know you you're looking to become a dean and obviously have have a have a team of phd students have a department that produces new research which is really good man because the more research that comes out, you know, the more informative uh, people will be and the more resources people can look into as well and find from, from like, from that research. Because I think, I mean, you can both agree, you know, from the 
from the research and the and the studies we've done at uni you know from the books and stuff we've had to go over for assignments and all you know none of that would have been possible if people had said no i'm not going to do this research i'm not gonna i'm just gonna let things be and i'm not going to do much you know they took it upon themselves to say actually i want to make sure that i cover this topic i find a deductive answer and i this research can be used to help other people as well so you know it it's 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 that kind of attitude because you you don't want to leave um people wondering like what what could have been or what what was the answer to this so you want to be able to do what you can to find answers to a lot of the questions that people may have maybe not right now but i'm pretty sure in future when people are looking for answers and they find your research and articles papers novels uh you know books and like that you you're hopefully you know write or you know touch wood you know um that you you, you get into so it, it it'll help in that essence because it's your building um and you're headed in that direction which is really really encouraging brand it's really really exciting to hear mm-hmm. yeah definitely it's just about like um like your research not only helps people it tells a story of of how you began it as well and just like where it then leads to and how the follow-up work it interlinks with your previous pieces as well and that way you're you're almost like assembling like uh, parts of a puzzle to try and solving to try and get this deeper meaning and it may lead to you know aspects within a subculture or group or demographic or an area where you're thinking oh i was not aware of this or i did not know this here was a particular issue or something that needed fixing as well or i wasn't aware that there's a group of people who feel they don't have a voice in this area so it it, it, it is quite interesting and there's many things we can research there's many things we can look to uh, do to obviously help improve things because there's always things which need improving or updating or to make a positive change exactly exactly man and it, 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 it we're living in a world now where you know change is happening at a rapid rate you know today Obviously, our pod, mm-hmm. the, this podcast episode, when it comes out, obviously we're discussing on areas of technology, you know, some areas of sports science. And, you know, you never know, like pretty much two weeks, three weeks later from this episode, you know, a breakthrough could be made in, you know, in the, the health and fitness sector about, you know, uh, improving well-being or like progress being made on developing, um, a, a, you know, a, a system that allows people to obviously get fit and all that stuff. So it it's it, it's happening rapidly at a rapid rate and obviously we it's it's our it's our job to to, to try and keep up uh because obviously things are, are progressing quite quickly and it's, it's really really amazing how things are like moving quite quickly so you know uh, yeah that yeah yeah no no i was just, just, just gonna say that yeah i agree and it's by finding the best way to obviously improve someone's health or lifestyle that is specific to them and it almost it's the most bang for your buck and it generates the 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 most yield and it's almost like um your whatever time you put into let's say a program or an intervention you know it's gonna give you back the best results and that's just what it is. And obviously programs and training methods have been proven for, for years, but we've still got a long way to go. Exactly, exactly, man. And it's 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 a constant um 
it is it is like uh like you said it's it, 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 it's something that's is being developed and it, it keeps changing and there's iterations and there's improvements as progress so you know it's it's interesting to see where things go and how we will actually end up using you know some of the information some of the technology obviously to to better our lives and obviously improve our health and fitness as well that is also an area you know like like you obviously health and fitness is priority it's also i would say it's also priority for me uh, as well you know just just to make sure that um staying on top of things uh whilst i still can and you know not ensuring that i'm not like you you never put yourself in a position where like you're um you know that saying uh prevention is better than cure yes yeah it's all about being proactive and not reactive to it yeah, and yeah. obviously you know things do happen which leads us to be more reactive but they do teach us to be more proactive and i think obviously the recent example of covid i know myself like i'll I'll put my, my, my hand up and say you know like uh during probably the month of may i probably gained it some weight but that's because i didn't have access to it and i thought and obviously things were delayed in shipping and whatnot but as soon as i could order a bike i did and obviously it's just about being proactive with that but i know plenty of people who still are yet to go back to their own gyms because they're so out of sync in their own routine and if you're if you're one of them people that is fine just try and do that little bit to get yourself back into it instead of taking the bus you know try and uh walk a bit longer maybe get off at the stop before you arrive at home you know try and cycle to work try and take the uh, the actual stairs i know some people you know due to their um underlying health conditions that they don't really go outside a lot in case of catching COVID. So what they do is they do a lot of laps up and down their actual flight of, of stairs now if your house doesn't have stairs perhaps all you need to do is just to get out like a box or like a step and just do as many steps up and down and you do like sets of of intervals so you do as many as you can with good form within a minute 60 seconds and then you know take 30 seconds off or 45 seconds off and do that 10 10 times and for some people that could be enough for others it may be even less you know try and do a few um reps and sets of sitting up and down from from your chair you know, so everyone has to start somewhere and it doesn't matter how small it is, it's still a start and you're still moving, which is a positive lifestyle change. Exactly, exactly. You're more proactive. You you actually, in general, even if you're not doing like um, the, the, the 5K runs or anything, the fact that... Or the weights, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's just about moving, man. Just keep moving. And a simple thing everyone can do on their phone is, your most phones, I, I'm very surprised if phones... If any phone wouldn't do this, that you can have apps or a built-in thing. I know on iOS, I'm just using my own phone here on the iPhone. You can go to Health, which is like the the, the Heart app, and you can track how many steps you're doing as well. Yeah. And obviously, the the good rule of thumb is, you know, try and get more than five thousand steps a day. If it's under five for five thousand steps, that's to be considered sedentary. Now, however. 
some people may already say, but Andrew, you know, I'm doing cycling, I'm going swimming, I'm, I'm going to the gym, but I'm not getting those five 5,000 steps. Is, is, is that bad? No, it's not. As long as you're doing some form of movement, it's fine. But, you know, try and obviously start to build up. Now, for, 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 for some people, 5,000 steps may, may be quite hard. So try and hit the three or the two and then build up from from theory and that's a simple way of just tracking it then each week you build it up then each month you build it up as well and then over the year you can see wow how far you're walking exactly exactly bro exactly and and, and it's a progress where you just build on from that and and you let you, you obviously you you set yourself a goal and obviously if you don't reach it obviously you readjust and you adapt to the changing goals and obviously you, you, you progress and you increment and you improve towards that. So obviously from what you said, you know, we've really we've really talked about a lot about movement and, and fitness and all. So you know leading on to the next question, you know, can you can you tell our listeners obviously from from being a businessman, uh, you know, a PhD student, a regular student, uh a president of activities, you know, you've been you've been you've been and you've had a lot of titles here. Being a part a, of a powerlifting coach as well, what kind of can you tell our listeners like how you've overcome some of the challenges you faced in those various roles, and you know what the most important, uh, what the most valuable thing about those challenges have taught you? Like the most valuable thing about failure. Yeah. Okay. Um. I th- yeah easily. Uh. I think well, all of them. All the things you mentioned, like some of them are very different to the to to to, to, to each each other. I think it's very much like there there is a theme connecting them all, and it's like planning, and it's taking your time to plan in advance what your goals are for each of them. So it would be you know doing your intelligence, knowing who your audience is, knowing what their interests are, knowing how you're going to connect with them, what's going to be that a uh, key moment which that's going to keep them interested in your in your business, your 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 sale, or what you're trying to get them to do for for you. That'd be to become a client. That'd be them fulfilling your survey for a piece of research you're doing. That'd be for them to take part in a vote to to like a, to keep you in office. It could, could it could be it could be anything. So it's about under, understanding your own audience and doing intelligence, and that could be just reading up on your thing. So doing your pre-reading, understanding your. Uh, the theory behind it, obviously knowing what people's interests are. And obviously then from that, once you understand the background of your audience, it's like then, then looking at the timing. It's how and when would you deliver the message? Do you deliver it first thing in the morning? Do you deliver it the evening, like like late in the evening? Do you deliver it at, uh, let's say they're on their afternoon break or lunch times? Do you then deliver it through what sort of app? social media email phone call text face to face um and then after that as well is okay how do i personalize the message to to them so it's very much like you have to break it down layer by layer and try to understand what your goal is and how you're going to get someone to do what you want want to do and i think like a lot of that all hinges on your communication so um i remember writing a reflective task from the from the, the teaching qualifications I've done, I think it's from my QTLS, the Qualified Teaching Teacher Learner Status Award, it's called. And um, 
It was about understanding the language which you choose to teach to your audience or the classroom you have. And you may have all the answers being the educator, being the lecturer, or being the person at the front of the room. However, the people in the room don't have all that knowledge, and your goal is to give that knowledge to them from A to B. Now, however, you can't just give that as the way you would normally do, the way you understand it, because they won't understand that. So it's about... I wouldn't say dumbing down is the correct word. I would say just re reformatting or repackaging it in a way which they can open it up and go, all right, I understand that. So, for example, it would be there's a film called Margin Call. And obviously it's to do with, it's, it's like the, the day or the week before the, the 2008 financial crash on Wall Street. And this year, Bank is... Obviously, someone's got like a tip off and this analyst within this bank is reading all the data and he says, yeah, there's going to be a massive crash. And this guy from from the film, you learn he's a former rocket scientist and it's, he understands algorithms and numbers and stats very, very well. The CEO comes in and asks who, who did it. The, the man says it was me. He says, you're a data scientist and all this. He's like, yeah, yeah. And he says, right, talk to me as if I was a young young child or a golden retriever. And the guy looks at him completely confused. And the, and the, and the CEO goes, it wasn't brains which landed me this role. And to me, that really like it nails the point about like you have to know your, your own audience and you have to be able to, to communicate in such a way for them to under, under, understand. And that's about, you know, conveying scientific language in a way which your students, your audience, your clients gets and it speaks and resonates with them. Because if you start explaining all these complex terminologies or the end product, they're going to be, well, I'm I don't see how that relates to me or that doesn't make sense to me. Sometimes it's just as simple as a starting up a, a, a like a, a chat with them, just saying, hi, how are you? What's your name? Where, where, where are you from? What, what, what are you up to? Oh, cool. Right, right. Oh, so you're, you're working here at the uni as well? Oh, me too. I work over there. You may know so-and-so. Oh, by, by any chance, do you do you have some time free? Oh, you do? Great. I'm just doing a, just doing a bit of research here for the uni. Only takes a two or three minutes of, of, of your time. I have already loaded on my uh, iPad here. And then you can get people to buy into what you're doing. Plus, so just like a quick example there. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. And it's, it's, it's having that self-awareness to know that, you know, your audience, who you're talking to, whether they understand what you're saying. And sometimes it may be just a case of, like, you know, changing the, the language we use to make sure that our, our, our audience understand what we're saying to them because you know we we in our fields and obviously your your your, your specialist field is the sports science section so there's obviously going to be certain phrases that you would say to me that i wouldn't understand but obviously you you would have recognized that and you'd be like okay let me use a term that he may be familiar with so you know um if there's is it is it like a a a, a, a deep term you'd um, uh you would you would uh use for let's say um, muscle therapy or for like people like ensuring that they don't get injuries and stuff uh, can you just repeat that, 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 that question there something to do with muscle re- recovery was it yes yes so i'd said um is there a term is there like a 
a deep term like in the sports science field for like muscle recovery that you've used before or you're familiar with oh yeah um so i would say someone or oh, i've got like really bad doms and they've just looked at me and say what, what what's doms yeah yeah so doms would stand for delayed onset muscle soreness so that's a very simple one but obviously that that, that term's becoming fast fastly used within the, the the general sector as well so i put probably in another one cory cycle again that has to do with your uh, body's ability to use lactic acid as a form of energy source so that's a very basic run over over it it's a bit more complicated than that anyway um i'm trying to think of any other ones no they're, they're probably just like couple there do we want to, don't do we want to go into any more in case it was believe a bit confusing for some people <laughs> i mean yeah that's absolutely fine so you you can see right there that obviously you've got two um you've got two phrases that you're familiar with but like when you explained them to me uh you know you, you, you saw the difference that obviously you understand this and you understand what it stands for but obviously a normal person wouldn't and it's that it's it's the fact that you've actually recognized that um, and you're aware of that, you know, and, and you're adapting to the, to, to, like you said, to the person you're working with or who you're talking to. You've got that element of wanting to build a relationship from there and obviously improve communication. And that's obviously helped you in terms of like, you know, overcoming challenges because you're aware of your um, surroundings and, you know, you've got points or people to go to for certain things or you just, um, it helps. You know, you know, when you're solution finding, it helps as well because you know you're able to to come up with solutions a lot quicker because you you're aware of your situation and it may not involve like your solution may not involve people, but the fact that you could use multiple elements for that it really helps as well. So you know, we'll, we'll move on to the next question, and I'm pretty sure this question will get you thinking about you know things going forward and you know and from where you've built on from. But what what would Andrew? What would you say? Um, excites you about the future going forward um for me i'm going into my second year of my phd to start the data collection which i'm very excited Um, just looking forward to collecting the data analyzing writing up and then completing my doctoral studies and um, i've got other research papers currently in review and to be submitted and other ones i'm working on so that's to be over the next one or two years as well um looking forward to hopefully landing a role within a university to continue doing further research and or lecturing as well um other stuff i'd probably say from a personal point of view just looking forward to you know a getting back into the routine of the train at the gym not so much just for the actual training training but for more the community aspect meeting up with friends colleagues and everything just, just having a laugh um i would say as well you know just enjoying more me time relaxing after a hard day's work or after a long week um just sort of uh, unplugging, enjoying music, gaming, uh, Warhammer, 40k, uh, just appreciate more more time with friends and family. So they're probably the, the few things I'm 
looking forward to and probably the last one and most importantly uh we all return to normal and covid can go away <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I, I think as well like obviously i wish you the very best with your phd uh, i personally wouldn't have been able to do one but obviously you've managed you you've got obviously you've got the energy and 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 the strength to do it and and uh, you know you, you're progressing really well and you're making great great progress as well obviously going back to like the two uh surveys that you're doing questionnaires and you've already received uh quite a, a substantial amount of responses so you know that's really really good that you know you're, you're you're getting feedback and obviously you're going to be using that for future research and obviously i'm pretty sure the uni uni would definitely invest in you like long term as a, as a researcher and also you as as a lecturer in your field of of sports science and obviously talking about those critical areas to younger students as well you know and sharing your stories and insights because obviously you're, you're you're an alumni to the uni so it will help you know that that connection of you and the students as well um on the part of you know like fitness yes it's really really important you know it's and 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 you know the fact that you know actually training and there's other people around you and you can see literally another human being walking past or can even say hello like that's yeah that's, that's, that's a phenomenal feat you know what i'm saying so it's really really important for us to have that and you know it's it's it's, a, it's another thing where like um i think you'd said it yeah so, so the whole fr- the friends and family aspect as well because i think a lot of the time what 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 this the whole scenario what is happening what's shown us is you know how important family can be so it's 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 really really like given an, an extra insight of of into the importance of communicating with siblings and uh mum and dad and all that uh, and, and 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 anyone else like you consider family as well for for like it's, it's given us that um an extra an extra and also it's, it's shown us uh the blessings we have as well um and what we're grateful for so you know i'm i'm always for it because you know we've we've we've, we've had this experience um it it may not it's it's not had obviously it's had a mixed reaction on the world and you know the fact that you've seen it as an opportunity to to turn into a positive one is really 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 inspiring for and that's really really uh good to hear from yourself as well yeah no it was just it's more just like i would say like during this whole locked and think we're going back to the point of it's like all the relationships with friends and family and how important that is i would say like i don't know about a lot of people but um i'm ensuring i'm talking more with my with my family and friends just just by checking in just seeing how any everyone's doing and stuff because you know some people may not get those calls or those texts or those messages you know and obviously some people may be away from their own home country maybe in lockdown in a different town or area away from their family and friends so it's always good just to make sure everyone's okay just dropping a text saying hey how's things you want to meet up for a socially distant coffee or just go for a walk or we'll just schedule a, a zoom call or skype facetime on your phone so I think I think it's really hit home just how fragile life can be and just important to stay in touch with everyone, regardless of work or training as well. And just thinking of family and friends do do come first and make sure you're checking in on them. Exactly, exactly, man. And it's 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 
it's, it's it's that important thing like obviously meeting up with with people as well like i think i've had uh, a couple of meetups outside obviously during this this period where i've met uh, a couple of close friends you know just for socially distanced um uh picnic or socially distanced walk like around a park like it was a it was a really good walk as well because you know i hadn't actually moved my limbs uh because i'd been cycling all the time so actually having a walk you know g- gave me that feeling of now i know what it feels like to to walk because i haven't walked in a while so it's really really important i actually got into that and you know went outside saw people saw um dogs playing fetch with their owners and stuff and it really really um it was a, it was a positive day because obviously the sun was out it was, it was quite warm uh obviously right now it's it's raining and stuff hopefully hoping you know we can get maybe one or two uh good, one or one or two uh good days of weather before uh like winter comes around and obviously by the time this episode comes out it may already be winter so it's it's one of those as well yeah <laughs> yeah the, the the weather up here is changing rapidly i mean today it's just been raining all day like <laughs> and the, and it has gotten colder very very quickly yeah yeah exactly man and it's it's, it's quite it's it's been it's been one of those where you know uh you know welcome rain obviously it's good for it's good for the uh environment and stuff obviously too much of it you know you're just thinking oh and the chilliness and oh man it's it's one of those man it's one of those yeah so so moving on bro you know from from what you said before and and obviously i think this obviously links into how you're working with your phd as well and how you work and your work ethic but what would you say helps you stay focused you know when you're completing um activities and tasks ah easily right so every day i write out a list of goals and targets to hit and these can be from either chores in the house personal like errands i have to do stuff relating to my actual research stuff relating to the um you know further personal development stuff or just uh you know stuff to like keep myself fit and active you know ensuring like i'm prepping meals ensuring like the house is clean because for me like a, a tidy workspace and a tidy house it, it it just is one less thing to worry about and if everything's clean and tidy and you know where everything is you aren't worrying to try and find something you know you don't feel everything's on top of you um i always feel like i, I, I like a a a clean house is 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 a more is a clean mind and a clearer mind too, um, and with this, you know, I would just score out the thing on on my piece of paper or inside my notepad and book, uh, and that way, whatever I don't get done, it carries on to the next day. Or if let's say I get an email and my goals have to change, I can make a note and something I can always reflect on in the day and say like, wow, I've done all of this. And that way, you know, I'm always working, I'm always accountable. But then obviously when I compare to my calendar diary, which I plan advance so every sunday on my on my calendar i would put things in the diary what i'm doing how i'm doing it when i'm doing it i would color coordinate as well uh, again that's just my own thing i would put reminders in for more important events the week ahead if it's someone's birthday if it's travel uh, arrangements or if it's a conference i'm maybe presenting at or like an online talk you know just so that i'm always there i mean i know i know some people have a pa uh, but i i don't yet <laughs> and something i do i do want <laughs> to have because it would save me a lot of time yeah. just plan and prepping but yeah. you know 
failing to plan is planning to fail. And as cheesy as it is, it's true though. And it's just always about planning ahead and understanding where and when you have to do stuff and by prioritizing your own work. Um, and it, it's the same as in training for competitions for sport as it is in, in your own workplace for your own goals and jobs too. Yeah, yeah exactly, bro, exactly. So, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those where, you know, it's not as much as like you've got a a list of 100 things you need to get through because it could be just a simple list of maybe three or four things you want to get done for the day but obviously it's it's it's, it's committing to that getting things done and obviously like you said when you get all of those things done there's that sense of accomplishment and pride that you know you've managed to get through and complete these things even though let's say you've had an adversity or something's come up like you, you mentioned uh, and you make a note of it at least you can look back on the day and you can say I can proudly say that, oh, I went through this, I completed all of these tasks. And obviously, that gives me a great insight for what I'm going to be working on, like tomorrow or going forward, because you've had that experience and obviously you've grown from it. So it, it, it helps, you know, that little bit, like you're taking it step by step, but you can visually see what you're working on. And sometimes it's that visibility that helps um, the organization and staying on top of things. And, and, and I don't like, I agree with you. Like, with the amount of work you do, you know, having a PA would definitely help, um, alleviate, uh, a lot of the, 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 the little, the little tasks here and there. But at least in this moment, kind of this current moment, you can appreciate that, you know, you've managed to organize yourself extremely well and also be able to commit to, you know, doing, um, some lectures. Uh, doing your research papers, attending conferences. Um, I think now maybe virtual conferences, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. <laughs> but no, you 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 you're right, man. And it's more it's more just like um, like there are there are, there is days when you're doing like there's some days where I literally just have to do emails and you just add them and you're just like. And you, you look at your system thinking, like, have you have I done enough? Then you look and see what you've done. And you've sent, like, 40, 50 emails off. You're like, yeah, I have. And sometimes, sometimes it's not just quantity. It's, like, quality work. You may think, well, I did all of these the, the, these things here. But individually, there may not be a lot of work. There may be quite, you know, uh, low-intensity tasks. But the volume of them. It all just adds up throughout the throughout the whole whole day, and it's just being consistent with your work. Because you're going to have days where you get tons done. You know, you may you you you, you may think any day, wow, um, I've 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 had a I've had that morning's cup of morning coffee, you know, and everything's really good. But there's other days where you're just like, oh, I can't be bothered. You know what? I'll take it more of an admin day just to reorganize and plan for the next day or the next week of attack when it comes to work and that's totally fine and um, you don't need to go all out every day every hour every minute at your work it's good just to reflect and plan and take your time with it because as it's, it's the same with, with training you know it's it isn't a sprint it's a marathon and it's about you know taking your time and building it up with it yeah exactly exactly and and you know you, i think you know you alluded it, it it links into that cliche saying obviously Rome wasn't built in a day and like what mm-hmm. you said um about on the fitness part where people want just want to go into the gym and instantly think uh I can I'm gonna get lean in 
in like a couple of like days or weeks when it actually takes a lot more than that it takes time and it takes effort as well so it's about obviously building up that momentum and you know diligently sticking to what you're supposed to do like uh and, and obviously not um uh putting yourself down like if, if there's something you wanted to get done and you didn't manage to but you've managed to get other things done you know giving yourself a pat on the back because of that and you know not beating yourself up because you haven't completed that one task you could always move it to the next day and obviously plan that in and see if you can get it done that next day as well so that really helped mm-hmm. of course yeah so you know on on that bro obviously the, the next question obviously it links into obviously how a, a bit of self-reflection and what what would you say right are your strongest qualities and from those from the qualities you have which ones would you like to teach somebody who is interested in learning from you yeah, i'm just trying to think uh conscientious always thinking always trying to understand and just like you know trying to understand from different points of view you know that links into empathy trying to like assume or trying to think how someone would would react and stuff um and if i was to pass on to someone else in terms of what they should learn from from me would be you know feelings good I've failed many times and I will continue to fail at many things, but I keep going and I keep trying and feeling's fine. Like there's, there's no shame in losing. There's no shame in, you know, getting knocked back, not, not getting something done. Took me three attempts before I got my PhD. Took me 23 times before I could deadlift 300 kilos under the bar took me five six times before i could squat 250 kilos and it probably took me way way more before i could bench 140 kilos um and so it's, it's all right it's just, it's just learning and the more you do it the better you'll you'll get and the closer you will get at doing it don't be don't be afraid to fail and but if you are afraid to fail that's gonna hold you back and for all the younger ones out there you feel like you've got more pressure and you may not feel you've got the resilience or like the, the the mental toughness it doesn't matter just throw yourself in the deep end try if you want to try a new sport just go in and do it who cares if you come last it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter where you place if you want to try it out for a job but you're not sure you'll, you'll end up getting it who cares go in try it if you get it great if you don't ask why ask how how can you become better how you can improve how can you go go forward you know uh and just just don't don't be afraid to for someone to say no i mean no's not bad as my grandmother always says if it ain't for you it'll pass you by and that's just life and like there's up there's many opportunities will will come for you some will open up multiple doors some won't open any doors but you'll get chances and just seize every chance you you can take and just don't be worrying about it just go go all all in and stop like you know thinking or worrying about what other people may think of you if you don't do this job or you don't act a certain way and stuff who who cares just go in have fun and try and don't worry about failing Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, and obviously you've highlighted that. Um, that that's one of the most valuable things as well. Like, you know, of 
sail and fall, but fall forward and you know learn. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, you know, learn from those experiences. Be become you become better, anyways. Like you try something and you see if it doesn't work, you know, you get instant feedback. If if it does, then you know you you, you can say, okay, what can I do to even make sure it, it it's even better next time? And obviously, not um ensuring that obviously you're progressing and and you're doing it in a way where you're doing it well and to a standard that you know you're happy with um i think a lot of the times you know we may fall into the perfectionist um uh, bubble and you know that that may slow us down a little bit as well but it's it's about finding a standard that you find is acceptable for you and then obviously like continuously um improving to you know improving that standard as you go along and adapting it to the different situations because obviously you can't um it's not an what's that saying about shoe sizes um not all not all um uh crap uh uh the, the only one i know is don't assume anything about so until you've walked a mile in their shoes yeah 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 i, I was thinking like you, you know with the shoe sizes like um it's not going to fit like the size isn't always going to be a perfect fit like it's going to be different sizes but yeah there's also that as well uh i've i've, com- I've completely forgot it but y- you know it's not so right don't worry yeah it happens it happens but yeah but, but- like to, 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 just to go on what you're saying we touched on perfectionism i was chatting to a couple other um pc students at the uni about this and a lot of people get into the habit of developing imposters syndrome and you know i've had my my fair share of it um i don't know if it's an actual medical diagnosed thing or whatnot but i think it's to do with like putting yourself under too much pressure to try and achieve something or trying to to get the best result possible and it can lead to unhealthy behaviors like obviously overworking overtraining in terms of sport and stuff or working too hard putting yourself under too much stress and it's just about as you said getting yourself to a standard which you're happy with and you can accept and it's not about thinking oh i must be the best in the room i must be the strongest or i must be the smartest it's about saying right i want to be able to learn this and i want to be able to learn it in a way which i am happy with I may not be the world champion at it, or I may not be the best in my country at it, but you know, I'm just gonna improve it and improve it in a way that I'm happy and you know I can help others in it as well. So that may be if we use research as example, you know, we're always told that your research is not gonna be the next Albert Einstein. It's very unlikely it will be, because you're not gonna revolutionize or make such a huge change to the um to the level of knowledge but what you're probably going to do is you're just going to push that circle so if you imagine a circle and that circle is the research of your area you're not going to like create a brand new circle you're probably going to push the circle a little bit further out yeah exactly and that's just what is we were we were taught that by i believe it was andrew ronsley our head of our research and ethics at our uni which i thought that was a good uh analogy to understand you know where you're at in terms of your own work and how not to put yourself under too much pressure and knowing that it's okay you're you're human you're allowed to make mistakes mm-hmm. exactly man and that's really really important you know and and building on from, from what you said there um and how we we use obviously failure as 
as, as a key component in, in our growth and in our development. Is there anything new you're looking to like learn and pick up, you know, going forward, you know, see to, 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 to obviously broaden your knowledge, broaden your skill set? Yes, there is actually a t- good timing as well because today the course materials all arrived. <laughs> uh, so, like, I'm just going to be doing a little uh, course just to f- fill up some extra time with it, just in terms of what's going on in uni and everything. And I'll be doing my GP exercise ref- referral course through the right foundation and that's right as in w-r-i-g-h-t and it's just another way of understanding uh patients who go to their general practice or their gp uh buildings or uh, facilities in their local area and seeing who they get referred for exercise a way of also me working with a diverse range of uh people who have different public health challenges that being diabetes obesity overweight and perhaps you know people recovering from stroke or or they've just had surgery whatnot or the quite elderly patients dealing with uh, arthritis and just opens up to a new level of patients there and just gives me appreciation of like you know what other work's doing but this also ties into my phd ties into my current work at the gym job as well so it supports all of it but allows me to understand you know how someone within a gp saying does access exercise referral may see other barriers that may obviously prevent people from being active and they may increase people to being inactive so it takes a lot of boxes for me anyway yeah, exactly, man. And it sounds ex- extremely exciting. And, you know, the fact that you're going into that and helping, um, and, you know, helping, work, you know, con- and contributing toward finding, you know, the answers and solutions of the people, uh, that have, you know, people have been looking for for the last, you know, God knows how many years. Obviously, you're not going to make like, um, like a massive change, but, you know, you're going to make a change and you're going to add to that. You're going to add value to that process and to that research area as well. So, it's really exciting that you're going into that, man. And I'm, I'm wishing you all the best in that as well. Cheers, buddy. Appreciate it. Yes. So, in, in, yeah, you're welcome, man. And, uh, you know, in, in, in closing, um, what inspiring words would you like to tell our listeners, you know, who've listened, uh, to your episode today who are looking to improve themselves? Um, yeah. So this is just a wee thing. I don't know where I found it, but I've had it on like my Facebook bio for years now. I think I had it since in school, perhaps. I don't know. But I was like, I remember reading it, and I wish I knew where I got it from because it still, still annoys me to this day. But I've got it as success is almost totally dependent upon drive and persistence. And for me, that really just sums up to achieving goals and it's about your own drive and ambition but you about being persistent and consistent to achieve those goals and about how bad you want to actually do it so to anyone out there listening just keep doing what what you're doing move the pointer on the clock a little bit closer to your own goal keep at it keep consistent and just keep working hard and enjoy it but more important have time to yourself and your friends and family to relax absolutely man and and that and that's very very important and obviously people need to stay dedicated stay strong uh stay in touch with loved ones uh go outside you know yeah have have mm-hmm. a look at, at nature even if it's if it's gloomy but you know go outside take in the fresh air 
uh, meet up with, with friends and family if they can. And, uh, you know, build on from what you're saying, build, build on, like, build towards their goals, not instantaneously, but step by step. And that's really, really important. And thank you for sharing that today, bro. No, it's all right. Thank you very much for having me on. It was great. It, firstly, it was great just to catch up with you, have a chat. It's been so, so long. And obviously, second, it's good. Thank you for having me on your podcast, just chatting, you know. I've, been, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed listening to your, your guests you've had on previous ones. Um, and obviously, I look forward to our, our future conversations whenever and whenever that they may be. Absolutely, bro. And you know, the, the, uh, you know, we're always going to be talking, anyways. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be asking you a lot of, of questions because I think the area of sports science fascinates me because, uh, me personally, obviously, I've I've been a person who's who's been um prone to injuries, but I think it's because I've been a person who's uh taken long breaks from the gym, gone into the gym, gone crazy, then ended up injured, then had to rest and recover, and then not go back until like so there's that there's that there's that injury plague that i want to overcome and i think uh, you've highlighted it earlier that you know it's, it's sometimes it's about listening to the body and understanding like limits as well and and easing um you know back into it and not like rushing yes mm-hmm. so you know i definitely do that well that's all for today's episode of the potent podcast thank you all for listening in and reaching the end of the show I'd like to thank my guest and superstar, Andrew, for joining. Thank you for joining, bro. No, no worries. Thank you very much for having me on. It was a great experience. Absolutely, man. And, and be sure to, if, if you guys are looking to look into um, Andrew's blog as well, we'll include that link in the description for you all of you guys to check out. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcasts and YouTube. And please leave a like, a review and a comment. It'll help my help algorithm make my podcast easier to find for current and future listeners. Thank you all for listening in. Till next time, be well and take care. These dark rooms just phase me. Mind is twisted, I can't be. Lost in the thought, but don't save me. This uncertainty is what tames me. I got a lot more problems that you ain't gonna hear from me. Lose the pep talk, I've got shit taken from me. I got a drink for the mild rise, got the blood for the more rise. When I'm feeling myself, I don't see it. When this demons call, they ain't kidding. I wanna kill myself, and I mean it. The speed is life and I'm slipping. Well, let me get the grip then. Try to defeat them. Find the answers in the Jesus peace. Try to swim away from the deep end. I'm still alive, so I can't concede. I can't stand these hoes. No pros that they go wheelchair either. I'm afraid that these women will be cutting shit deeper. Shit is cold, no fever. I've been broken all season. I've been looking for a reason. Every week in amnesia. I know these people are my nemesis. I woke up in a dream. A life check was the medicine. Music offended me so fed to me because I was on a string. I try to sing the chorus, show the shit the brains and stop the thing. But long as the top of people who cling, we're too offended. Music by Justin Vinyls featuring Zeke and Clifford Ngosa.